have you back. Enjoying the uh, the final hour of the program. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us here in studio coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Got to say thanks to our buddy Paul Roberts, Roberts Specialty Meats. Uh, Paul, Paul did the Wisconsin thing. Now, Paul was at the party on Saturday night, and Paul did the Wisconsin thing. He brings the cannibal sandwiches. What, what else would you expect from the meat guy? He brought some incredible uh, beef jerky. Um, it, really, really good stuff. But he also brought the cannibal sandwiches. So uh, Paul showed up, and they, they, I think everybody had a great time. We had uh, Jeff and Alicia stole from Stoley's Hog Alley. They were here, and uh, we had a we had a blast with them. Uh, and we're excited about uh, the grand reopening uh, of Stoley's Hog Alley uh, here not that long. Uh, hopefully, they they're hoping to get it open right after Christmas. So hopefully that happens. We had them in the house as well. So uh, a lot of lot of good friends, a lot of good people uh, that were here with us. Uh, on on uh, on Saturday night, we had a, we had an absolute blast. So, um, the I was giving you the statistics before the top of the hour uh, for the party, and like I said, you know, it's not always uh, you know we we talk about different things like Summerfest and Oktoberfest and such, and um, but this one th- this year was uh, our our largest, uh, our largest, and. Um, we had uh, 76 people, uh, I believe we ended up counting, and we had 76 bottles of wine at the beginning of the night. We received a total of eight, six of which were forgotten fire. We, By the end of the night, there was 41 bottles remaining. Do the math. 41 bottles. Last year, I mentioned we had a total of 300 shot glasses. We had about 100 left at the end of the night last year. Went through about 50 for about a total of a year. So we had 350 to start again on Saturday night. By quarter till nine, we were out. So we needed an additional uh, 300 that were bought. I have 42 left as of right now, 42 left. That's it. That's what kind of a night it was. Last year, we went through three uh, and a half cases of Bud Light. This year, it was uh, seven. Last year, we ended up with uh, going through four cases of craft beer. This year, we went through six. Last year, Ben, how many bottles of Tito's do you think we went through? Seven. Last year, we went through four. This year, we went through six and a half. But you're probably right because the last one was one of those great big giant jugs of it, which we have half of that left. Did you you type this all out in like a sales email? uh, No, what I did was because I keep track of it. And the reason I keep track of it is because of the next year. Because you always have to remember how much you actually have because the party gets bigger. Uh, People, here's the thing. And Mike Clemens was there. Mike's just walking into the studio. How you doing, buddy? Good. Listen. uh, Is your mic on? I don't know if that mic's on over there. Oh, you know what? We we probably got to plug it in, shouldn't we? That might work a little bit better. There you go. This is Jet. Fine, but you've got authorities from Waukesha County out here that says you have to apply for a liquor license. <laughs> they they just went through your trash and counted the bottles and stuff and said, "Yeah, you 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 need to get a license." Yeah, it was uh, it was that kind of a night. You were here, Jeff. Fun. I had a blast. Yeah, I had a blast. Sure, it was great to see, you know, your friends, to see people that are sponsors on the show. People are just 
kind of football fans? Absolutely. Nicest people. The the guy who's Ron is the guy who plays the guitar. Rick. 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 Yeah, Rick. Yeah, that was great. Got the got the bar downstairs with the the bartender, and yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, yeah, good, you, all good, really good people. You saw the bar, bartender, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, Stephanie was. Where did he get her? Yeah, that was what a lot of people said. <laughs> I, I, honestly, it was at last minute, and I, I emailed a, a buddy of mine. I said, "Hey, I need a bartender," and he said, "I, I know somebody. Here's her number." I had no idea. No, so. That's where the Ys are in the background. Well, what's that all about? <laughs> that was it. So uh, now we got a year. We'll we'll we'll, we'll track uh, track down bartenders. You're blushing, by the way. I am. I am because I I didn't know everybody kind of thought the same thing. Like, well, where, yeah. why is, why does he hire her? Where's she come from? Yeah, what's this all about? And you know, and and look, Stephanie is a, an attractive girl. She shows up. She's she said, "What kind of a party is it?" And I said, "It's an adult." Yeah. Basically, there's no kids. It's an adult party. Well, Ugly sweater party. Explain. He's been doing this for years, okay? Bud Light sends these Bud Light girls when he goes yeah. to these different places. So, and the, you know, and the truck. Servers. Yeah. Usually they bring the truck over. And there were so many people here. It's a good thing you did that. Otherwise, you would have been stuck behind there. I would have never gotten out. You would have, yeah. Well, there wouldn't have been a chance for you to visit with people. I was bar back in the whole night. Anyway, right. between right. the to actually we have fun. Speaking of that, we ended up with last year two of those giant. Uh, con- we needed her. Yes. We had two giant bags of the contractor-filled bags of garbage last year. This year, we have six. Yeah, I can. We tell. filled up every container we had in the house. Yeah, no. that's what it was. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Brendan says, "Sounds like he had a very responsible bartender." Yeah, that's what it was. Right. Uh, but uh, right. trained. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, we also ended up. Uh, we had. Uh, let's see here. We had uh, two bottles of Captain last year. We went through four and a half bottles of Captain this year, and uh, also when it came to whiskeys and bourbons and such, uh, they had four bottles of tequila and one bottle of Calafino tequila. There is not a drop of tequila left in the house. And there's only eight of us. <laughs> right. Stats are for losers. That's- yeah, that was the kind of that was the kind of night it was. We we had a good time. It was fun. Yeah, um, it was packed. It was funny because, you know, to to get here to the compound, sometimes there's come some weird twists and turns in the road. Yeah, and there's been a time or two where I kind of drove past it because it's kind of tucked back in. Right? Yeah, and so I I got to the road, but then I said to Cindy, um, I said, you know, now now if I just find the house, all I did was turn down the road. And I was like, like about a mile or two away, you know. I mean, I parked in New Berlin for this yes. thing. I, I was funny because I mean, there, there were so many cars. Like, oh, okay, yeah, no, now the party's here. Yeah, it's on. one of my neighbors uh, got a hold of me yesterday and said, "Thank God there wasn't a fire in the neighborhood because yeah, nobody right. was getting through. Right. Yeah, nobody right. was getting through. Yeah, so yeah. on both sides of the road. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a good one. Ben, we're sorry you missed it, man. We had the we had the hotel rooms and everything, and apparently at our hotel, which we ran out uh, a, a, a block, block of rooms, room. um, we get we get a bunch. We actually had to expand our block this year. Uh, apparently, the party goers that took the shuttle back to the hotel. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, but they got in. I, I think they got into the hot tub. Uh, really? Later that night, where there was some flotation devices. I guess I got to yeah. go back to social media and see if there's any pictures posted of that. I don't know if there is or not. Okay. But uh, I'm, I'm sure my, my buddy Dwayne was the instigator. So there you go. But that was just a glimpse into yeah, the no, weekend. Thank you. It's a great. It's great to get together and ha- have a Christmas party like that to go to and the different fireplaces. And that means, like I said, it's a 
kind of like a Christmas card. It's it was really, it was funny. The, we and had, the food was outstanding. Oh, People yes. brought outstanding different oh, kinds of foods. Yes. That was the one thing that everybody said. Look, the the, the music and the liquor and stuff were great, but You've the food You've got some leftover shrimp, though, right? No. Oh, it all went? No, it's gone. I didn't know how you were going to get rid of that. No, it was I mean, gone. I got here early. Yeah, there was like two... Two or three shrimp that Huge were stragglers. Buckets of it. Yeah, just buckets of shrimp. Yeah, yeah. We had oh, uh, we had two buckets downstairs in the bar, and we had two buckets. And the buckets that were upstairs, the one bucket had I think sixty shrimp in it. I'm just talking about the main room. Right. You know, right. Just, yeah. No. It was. God. And and I did find two petrified pudding shots. <laughs> Hiding around the house. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. Oh, is that why um, Mike's there right now? He's trying yeah, to hit all yeah. the Mike's leftovers. For, yeah, Mike's yeah, looking yeah. for the petrified pudding shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hovering. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it was, um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and we, like you said, it wasn't just friends. What, the one thing people don't understand about doing this business, you know, what they say, what was your sponsors? You're doing it for your sponsor. No, they're all our friends. No, they just become friends. They just become friends, or they were friends before they became sponsors. Kind of feels like coworkers. Yeah, and it's just, it was just a great get-together. Team. I think the word team comes Yeah. We just, we help each other out with stuff. Yeah, and so we just had. smart people, and they've got good ideas, and they, and, you know, they talk about things. Yeah. And I get feedback from them on just, you know, so, you know, here's here's the angles I'm going with the story on right. Packers and stuff like that. You know, what do you think it is from you? Or, or the best part is, Bill, I get to talk to people that are like season ticket holders. Right. What's it look like from the stands? Yeah. What are the fans that are out there paying 200 bucks for this stuff? You know, right. what do they think is going on? Not That's happy. That's part for me. Yeah. Right. Not happy. <laughs> exactly, Ben. Exactly. Oh, uh, but or, it was. Or, or do they see light at the end of the tunnel? You know? Right, right, right. Well, like this morning, it was uh, Ebo. Uh, I had posted the pictures on because people were saying how to go and such this morning and texting and and emailing and such and direct messaging and everything. And they said, well, where are the pictures? Because they only saw the one picture of me in the giant bunny suit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll post some of the pictures. And uh, Ebo, like, stopped his show. I posted them at maybe, Ben, when did he finally see that picture? I, I posted them like quarter to 10. Yeah, 9.30. Yeah, nine thirty or something like that. And within fifteen minutes, he's he's like stopped the show. He's like, "Wait a minute, breaking news! What? What? How did Bill Michaels get Mike Wangren from the band Disturbed <laughs> to be at his party? Wait a minute, what the hell? You know? Yeah. And what was funny is, true story, Mike uh, during the party, he came over, uh, and I kind of explained this morning. He's he's a friend of a friend, and I, I've known Mike a little while now, but not like some others, some of my other friends. I don't want to claim like we've been long lost friends, but. He's just a good guy. Right. And um, Mike came over and said at first, he said, you know, I can only stay about a half an hour, 45 minutes. I, my kids are with my ex-in-laws. I said, okay, great. Just glad to have you here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And about an hour later, he's on the phone with his in-laws up in the up in the great room going, hey, I'm going to be about another hour. It'll I'll, be a while. You know, be a little while. And then after that, it was like, oh, boy, really, that bartender is a really good person. So very responsible. I'm going to stick around and see if I can Delicious beverages. Yes. Uh, I'm, he calls the in-laws. I might be about midnight. Yeah. You know. <laughs> There's still shrimp. So there was still shrimp here. So uh, he <laughs> called. But then he calls Jesse. Jesse James Dupree from Jackal. Oh, yeah. And, and he's doing FaceTime going, Jesse, you got to be here next year. Yeah. And Rick was jamming and the whole thing. And they're talking. He's like, why don't we just do something? 
You know, and I, I so said, you think you might have some jamming. Going so maybe, on maybe next year becomes even a, you know, maybe it's a before you know it, we get it sponsored by somebody. Before Seriously, I, I said, look, hey, Jesse James, because uh, I know Keith Tozer, uh, who is now the commissioner of the MISL. Keith was here, the former coach of the Wave. Soccer, yeah. He's now with a company called Calafino. Okay. Uh, also, he's got an investment in a tequila company, mm-hmm. so he brought the tequila. So we had that. And I told him, I, he, you know, I said, look, we don't have a liquor sponsor, you know. So between him and Jesse, we, we, maybe we do a walk now where you got to walk in front of the signs that say, you know, Christmas party brought to you by and throw down some carpeting like said, or something. Man, you may have to get a license. Yeah, it could, could get kind of crazy, but it was just a house party. But it was a, it was a hell of a house party. All right, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, then we're going to come back. Uh, Mike Clements is in studio. Hang in there. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Mike Clemens joining me here in studio today and uh, just enjoying the afternoon, kind of reminiscing about the party that was this past weekend and getting everybody together, whether it was friends, neighbors, and or uh, sponsors. But uh, some, uh, some NFL stuff uh, to chat about. I want to start with, uh, real quick, Mike, uh, the rumor uh, that uh, has come out that, um, you know, possibly Jordan Love could demand a trade. And I said, you know, at the end of the season, you know, I, I understand it. I'm sure he wants to play, but what what does he have to say I can demand a trade? You know what I mean? Well, um, it's, you know, he wants to play. Right. And Andrew Brandt, the former vice president of finance before Russ Ball, would say, hey, look, at, I can tell you, you know, the Packers have been through this before because I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the surface, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was just a quiet kid learning from Brett Favre in 05, 06, 07, getting a couple of chances to jump into games, you know, trying to get better during the preseason and family nights and whatnot. But behind the scenes, with each year, you got a call from Aaron's agent saying, what's going on? Right. I mean, I thought you guys said Favre was done in a year or two. This is year two. This is year three. Now you're waiting to find out if he's coming back for 2008. I mean, if if you are you gonna when's our guy gonna get to play? What's the plan up there? Mm-hmm. And so Andrew would say, you've got to think that Jordan Love's representatives are doing the same thing. Right. If not, they're not really doing their job. So that's got to be going on. And it's it's so far, so far I would say the Love Camp has has gone right by what the Packers could ask for. They're quiet. Their kid is trying to get better every day. Uh, I also think that the Packers' plan is, all right, let's 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 put two more shots in the chamber. Let's let's give this two more shots, one or two, in twenty-two or twenty-three, to see if we can get Aaron Rodgers back and into a Super Bowl and get a ring before we exit him out. That's the success story that we want. Mm-hmm. And Jordan can spend that time to back and. And secondly, we we spent our money and our draft picks on that on that pick for Jordan Love. Now going back on what three years ago, because we have not had a legitimate backup in this town since maybe Matt Flynn. 
Right. We tried with Deshaun Kaiser with that trade, and you know we've tried to bring in other guys through the draft like Brett Hundley. But if Aaron Rodgers goes down and we've got a good team, just like the, the Philadelphia Eagles a few years ago with Nick Foles, um, not having a Aaron Rodgers at quarterback is no longer an excuse. It's no longer an excuse. Right. So that's the way the Packers have, have gone about this. Um, after that, it's kind of up to Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of up to how this team is doing. It's kind of up to how under how Matt LaFleur and that coaching staff is operating. Those are the variables, but pretty much that's the master plan for at least the next two years until Murphy moves on, and then it's somebody else's team and organization from the top down. The um, With Jordan Love, though, Rodgers, you kind of knew. You kind of felt it. Jordan Love has been, he's had uh, the game against Kansas City, didn't look good. The second half, again, and the, the, you know, the argument was, well, he didn't take starters reps. Well, from that week on, he did because Rodgers had the, quote, tur- the COVID toe. Well, I think, and I think Bill Huber said this, too, from Sports Illustrated on the show. Don't forget, too, it was pretty much acknowledged uh, when that game was over down in Kansas City that uh, they had a bad game plan. They had the Aaron Rodgers game plan. Mm-hmm. Not the Jordan Love one. But, you know, that came up so sudden with the COVID situation and, and whatnot that um, they just kind of thought, well, you know, we'll just throw in what, what the game plan was. Right. And Jordan, let's see what Jordan can do with it. Well, it was that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. So they did not they did not customize that game plan for him. And that sounds like they're making excuses, but I think there's a lot to that. I think there's a right. lot to that. So then the second uh, half of the game against Detroit last year, he also knew he was going to play. That didn't look very good. No. That was a mess. So, uh, you know, I he's but, had... You know, the, the team didn't look very good. That no, that, I agree with that. Um, but then he has two series against the Eagles, and suddenly everybody's all over the Jordan Love bandwagon. Yeah, and you know, it's where Jordan Love right now is, that could not have gone more perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Just a sample to say, here I am against the best team in the NFC. Right. And, boy, you know, at, at that average, he would have scored 40 points, you know, in, a, right, right. in the course of a game. Right. So, uh, yeah, Jordan Love is 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 in a great spot right now. Just to just to dangle that and say, here, here's what you here's what you could have. And, you know, the other thing, too, for Jordan is that it's got to be frustrating now that to see his draft class, you know, and all the guys, these guys are now with teams that are contenders. I mean, Tua and, you know, mm-hmm. the other ones from that class, um, they're getting all the playing time, and he's not. He's anxiously waiting for his shot if it's going to come next year, two years from now, or, or whatever. I, I think the intriguing thing is, well, why haven't we heard anything about it? I mean, no other teams yet seem to have leaked it. And all I can say is I th- maybe if, if there's four or five teams that have inquired, um, that I don't even think they're, great, they're getting a price out of Green Bay. Right. I think Green Bay is just saying there's no – we're not in, there's no trade right now. See, I you said can throw all the number ones to us and no one's really going to do that. Right. Because they they no one really knows what love can do. But um they that sounds like a song title, doesn't it? No one knows what love No one can knows do. what love can do. I think that's Whitney Houston about 1988, right? <laughs> um 
I I think it's interesting that we have not heard about that. It's not quite the season. Maybe that'll happen next spring, particularly if Rodgers commits that he's coming back. But uh, I I just think that that's the standpoint of, you know, his agent is playing along. Um, they they must feel good about what the Packers are telling them, mm-hmm. uh, and and they must be satisfied with that. I uh, I, and, I don't forget Jordan Love just turned twenty four. Right. He's a young guy. I still, you know, and again, we were talking about this earlier, and somebody said, well, how do you know? In a draft where quarterbacks were in need this past year, it didn't seem like, at least the rumor was, between Schefter, Rappaport, and anybody else that was out there reporting nationally. Go up to Green Bay and go get love, right? Yeah, nobody was saying they're making calls for Jordan Love. Mm -mm. You know, so while Brian Gutekind said, yeah, I got a few calls, Nobody on the outside was saying we're calling Green Bay for Jordan Love. You know what I mean? So to say that he would be demanding a trade, I don't know what cachet you have to demand a trade. Don't know if the market's very good for you right now. Right. Because... I, mean, I mean, you can want it, but one, the Packers traded up to the first round to get you, so they're not going to give you for a fourth rounder. You know, Two, you haven't shown a whole lot. Kansas City and Detroit, you didn't look good. You played two series that made you look good. And three, they want to keep a quality backup behind Aaron Rodgers. You don't have a lot of standing right now to demand a trade. Well, there's also a lot of first-round picks, higher first-round picks, yeah. that, you know, are Sam Darnold and the rest of that group that, you know, that's up and down and yeah. struggling to learn. And they've gotten lots of – or Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a mess what that a is. Terrible, terrible decision there, yeah. I mean, did you t- see those two shots that Mike White took – from the Buffalo Bills, the the Jets' offensive line should be ashamed. And after the game, though, Robert Salah is still saying Mike White's still our quarterback. I mean, they've got a first-round pick from last year who I'm shocked at. You know, we were around Zach Wilson for almost a full week during training camp and joint practices, and he could not have been a more charming, you know, look like, looks like the future face of the franchise mm-hmm. kind of kid, right? And he must just... He must have turned off that locker room so bad. Right. And, and, and that's what, And it's three? not just football. I mean, he's just. He's like a pariah. It, it's like Salah is basically telling the team, hey, we didn't make this pick. This wasn't our era. We got to get out of here. This, yeah. is, this is nuts. Yep. So, and this will be the third first round pick in like the last seven years for them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That just. Never worked out. Right. It's, I it's think just, I just misspoke. It was their pick, but whatever the case, it's I. He's terrible. That's I'm shocked that it's that bad. Yeah. That he's still probably going to be inactive, even as as banged up as Mike White is. So we saw. Um, They'd rather put Joe Flacco in there. We saw. Yeah. Right. I think he retired two years ago, didn't he? Uh, he he did. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. it looks like. He. Uh, we we saw this was Detroit is on a roll. So Detroit was in Vegas kind of new, and Detroit went on to beat a bad defensive uh, Vikings team. So Detroit wins, and they stay a game better than the Green Bay Packers. But you had Seattle lose, which you were hoping for. Uh, Washington didn't play, and the Giants took a beating. So they're still, actually with what happened this weekend, the Packers not even playing, their chances went up to actually make the postseason. What do you think this week is going to be like when you arrive there Wednesday, Thursday, and you start looking at practices and guys coming back with pep in their step after a a couple of weeks off going, we're not out of this thing. 
Yeah, I um, I don't know, because uh, I was considering that watching some of these games over the weekend. Like, do these guys, do the Green Bay Packers say, oh, wait a minute, we we got a shot here. Right. I think probably the most motivating thing for the Packers is we played the Jets. We played the Commanders. We, you know, these guys, we played the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, who got beat yesterday. And it's like, we know how we got beat. And do they believe now that maybe they're, they are a better team and they can correct those? They should have won all those games. Right. You know, this, I think it was realistic coming out of training camp when Aaron Rodgers is telling you week, week two or week three in August of training camp, yeah, we got a lot of work to do on offense. Mm-hmm. The defense is probably going to have to carry us. He said that. Yeah. He said that. Right. And he was right. He didn't mean all season, though. He didn't mean not all season. Right. right. Uh, so now you see some things that are happening that they're, are, they're getting better. He's healing up, you know, in terms of the ribs and the fractured thumb that he's played with for through most of the season. Um, but for, for the Lions... Uh, I tell you, this is an interesting case study just in, in year two, uh, Dan Campbell. And I've got a, a, a quote from him after the game last night. Ben, if you've got that, uh, you know, the Lions go into this game and they don't take their foot off the gas. And now, even though they're up by a touchdown, they run a fake punt and take the ball away to, to prevent Kirk Cousins from one more possession. I mean, you know, uh, Dan Campbell doesn't care. He's going to gamble. He's going to keep his foot on the gas. That's why these guys are playing for him. And now here they are at six and seven. And with four games left, you know, could they actually pull this off? And Dan Campbell was asked, you know, do your guys now actually believe you could somehow get to the wild card? Our guys, they know they belong. They know they belong, and, and they know when they play football like we've been playing the last six weeks, we can play with anybody. That's the truth. Look, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to be here. I said that in my opening press conference. Anybody that read that or saw that, it was one of the reasons I want to be here because I knew this could be a special place, man. This is one of those areas where uh, you get a winner here in Detroit, and uh, it, it'll be something special. It's not like that everywhere. It's not. And so... To get this place back on its feet, man, play winning football, something that hadn't been done here in whatever that is, 20-something years or over. And, uh, you know, it is. But we're not there yet. We're not there. You know, we're playing pretty good football, and uh, we just won another one. And and now, man, yeah, it feels good. Let's go get the next one. It's all we can worry about. He's, there got, you go. he's got those Lions fans all fired oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're excited, you know, and that looked like a playoff atmosphere yesterday. It absolutely Field. did. The very yep. best like that since that stinker fifteen to nine win over the Packers. He's got his team believing we can do this. Yeah, we can do this, and he's won five of the last six. They're playing like it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, and you're not too late. Coming up this weekend, it is Christmas O'Carolin featuring Reverie Road. And if you have not gotten tickets yet and you want some, there are still some available. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net, the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, uh, 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. Or you can just call our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. Again, 414-345-8800. Give them a shout. And uh, it is worth it. It is. It just puts you in the holiday spirit without a doubt. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show continuing on. Mike Clemens here in studio with us. And uh, good to have Mike here today. And then, um, obviously, uh, good to have you along for the ride as well. For those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream and hanging out with us as well. Um, Packers defense, we talked about the offense, but Packers defensively, you know, you've got uh, the beginning of the season you thought, you know what? You're going to get Jair back, and alongside Stokes, it's going to be fantastic. And here comes Rasul, and he's going to be back. And then you start to look at the way things were shaping up, and you thought, this is going to be a top-five defense. And you make Jair the highest-paid defensive back in right. the league. And he's coming back from that shoulder injury. And he's looked good, uh, but not great. But, you know, then Stokes goes down. And now you're finding the next Rasul Douglas and a guy like Rudy Ford. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy. I mean... And I'm I'm looking at that Bears game. I'm I'm watching for effort, and I'm watching for guys flying around. Mm-hmm. And like we said, like on Friday's show, I mean, to me, it got to the point where it wasn't until it was 1917, and the Packers' offense has scored and caught up a little bit, that now you started seeing a fourth quarter defense come out of Green Bay, and guys like Rudy are flying around. Now Darnell Savage injured his foot. But, I mean, he's been missing much of this season. Mm-hmm. Missing plays deep, not stepping up, whiffing on some open field tackles. Um, very strange. And this Rudy Ford guy, who I remember as a hybrid safety linebacker a couple of years ago with the Cardinals, and he kind of disappeared. But they pick him up, and Bisaccia knows that you know he's a guy that can help him out on special teams, help him out on the, on the back end. This guy is flying around all over the field. He had the two picks against the Cowboys. He had the fumble recovery uh, from Chase Claypool in the game against the Bears. And he doesn't talk much, but when he does, he's he's very team-oriented. Here's Rudy Ford. Um, it takes all of us to win a football game. And, uh, you know, everybody contributes. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. You know, we have plays all over the field. So it took uh, all of us. It was very good to see, uh, you know, different guys in different spots able to make plays. You know, man, my mindset is just to, uh, you know, go out and just play. You know what I mean? But that's all um, due to, man, you know, put a lot of my coaches, my teammates, just begin to trust. The, uh, you know, the whole, uh, very, like you said, very team-oriented, the whole thing was he was really going to come in and be a depth guy and special teams. And now he's become prevalent. Right. You know, him and a guy like Engelbari, who uh, had to take over for Rashawn Gary, another yeah. guy that has become prevalent. Rashawn Gary goes down on a no-contact injury, as they call it, just turning around in, on the turf in Detroit. That was a game that we had, like, eight players get injured in that game. And so he's done for the year. Engelbari uh, had looked pretty good. It was fourth or fifth-round pick out of South Carolina. Let me tell you about this kid, by the way. His nickname is J.J., Kingsley Enigbari, number 55. He went to a place called the Hapville Academy, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Which sounds kind of fancy, doesn't it? It's on the north side of Atlanta. And then I did go dug around and found some pictures of the university, of the, of, of the campus. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a cracker box. I mean, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> right. There, they have... There's a guy from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, that did a story about the football program because they had gone to state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Georgia is a powerhouse place for high school football. They have their – just like Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. You know, they've got their 
five to ten schools that are back every year and you know um and with big programs so you find this school that Kingsley that JJ went to and they don't even have a football field it's just muddy dirty field about 75 yards long it's an open field it's got a couple of old tires on there right that they jump through it doesn't actually have goal posts they've got some PVC piping that comes out of the ground. They don't actually have something to practice field goals with. <laughs> and they have to borrow other schools' fields on Friday night for their games. The coach has been there about 10 or 12 years, and he's completely turned this program around from the ground level. And they're competing with schools, Bill, that have, Kingsley told me, they have $3 million indoor facilities mm-hmm. in Georgia right. for high school Oh, yeah, kids. I can believe it. Yep. State-of-the-art weight rooms. Yep, I believe it. Trainers. Not just athletic directors. They actually have trainers right. who come and work with these kids, particularly in the offseason. And, and, and he's from this poor kind of charter school thing, and, but he's got the size, and he's got a great coach. And the next thing is that they, they went to state. The Gamecocks saw him. He goes to play for South Carolina. Brian Gutekind sees him. Goody's always got these South Carolina connections. And they've just thrown him in. He's done a pretty good job. You see his speed and his side. So that's what I th- find so crazy is that you let Zadarius Smith go to the Vikings. They thought that maybe Jonathan Garvin could help out. He's he's not. Um, you've got Preston Smith uh, on the other side, and now this. And, and he's body. having somewhat of a down season too. Well, yeah, he's up and you know, and he's the thing about Preston Smith is that you could track his career. One year is great. Yep. And the next year is down. Yep. And they've talked about that. So they kind of thought that maybe he could break that this year. I know that he's also played with a shoulder and some kind of arm injury that I, I think he's been on the injury report for. But I know it slowed him up because I've mm-hmm. seen him banged up and numbness, particularly in the in the Titans game. Right. But Enigbari said that uh, I was impressed with him and uh, talking to him and learn about what, how tough his background was and how he's gotten to this point. And he said, you know, I got here really looking up to Rashawn Gary because I saw what he did at Michigan, and I watched him the first couple of years, even when I was in South Carolina. So to actually play with this guy, he's he's starstruck. Even though, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, right. we still think of Gary as a young guy. He's only in his right. third or fourth year or so. Um, he he said, and you know, he said that he said that um, that Rashawn Gary no sooner was on the cart, being told he had a ACL and was probably going to be done for the year, that. He turned to guys like Kingsley and these other younger uh, outside linebackers and said, I'm here to help. Here's Kingsley. So pretty much right after the game, when the first thing he saw, he said to me when we saw each other, um, pretty much that he's going to be here for me. And I was like, he trying to like keep me going. I'm like, dang, he's supposed to be reversed. Like, so that just goes um, to show what kind of man and what kind of teammate he is, man. Um, kind of looking out for us and pretty much he ain't say anything about his injury. He was just came to the, like, to our position groups or whatever, and just expressed to us um, that he was going to be here for us. So, um, but yeah, that just shows what kind of man he is. You know, you look at the the the, the depth of talent, and you kind of are glad that Goody was able to find some of these guys. You know, because uh, draft choices, at least the first few, few years, that pool has not been deep, and you had to fortify it. You know, some of the guys he's he's been good at finding those diamonds in the rough and those free agent pickups, so to speak. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, besides Rashawn Gary, who I've said, you know, through September and October, that's your best defensive player this year. 
I mean, he's I, to me, he was playing even better than Kenny mm-hmm. Clark does. And right. We all know that Kenny Clark always takes up two or three guys and tries to keep those offensive linemen off those linebackers so that they can do it. De- missing Devondre Campbell for a month, that hurt, no question. You know, Koi uh, Walker's gotten a, you know, just thrown in the water. Right. right. Learned yep. to swim right away. But um, overall, they've been pretty good on the corners in terms of health. And you've been beat by teams like the Lions, you know, and the Giants and other teams that are, you know, they've gone through four or five defensive backs. You right. know, they're on third and fourth string guys. They've been pretty healthy. And so Gutekinds was asked, overall, I think Goody says, overall, I st- still think we put a pretty good roster out there for these coaches to work with. Mm-hmm. So we asked Brian Gutekinds about a week ago, so then what's missing from the Packers defense? I think, and I've said this before up here, like we, we do have a lot of talented guys uh, on defense, um, but they got to come together as a team, you know, and that, that takes some sacrifice on their part as well as everybody in this building to be, if you're going to be a good team, you're going to be a good unit, and there's a lot that goes into that. Um, so, um, again, we've got a lot, of, you know, a lot of season left. You know, we've got four games that are really important to us around here, um, you know, and I expect those guys to continue working towards that. We believe we've got a good roster. It takes a lot of sacrifice. And it, we, we, but we need to play together. Yeah. Come together. Because there's some freelancing going on. As a team. You know that. Okay, so who would be in charge of that? There you go. There you, that, that, that would be coaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be coaching. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up on Wednesday night, going to be live down at Steny, second to National Walker's Point. Don't forget, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up 6 to 8 Wednesday night down at Stenny's. We we'll hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. And it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Final segment of the program coming up. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show final segment before we get out of here today hey by the way coming up tomorrow the voice of the Green Bay Packers Wayne Larrabee going to be joining us we'll talk with Wayne tomorrow um we got we got other stuff going on too but uh, we'll be chatting with Wayne tomorrow our buddy Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus going to be here tomorrow as well so a lot of good stuff coming up on the program tomorrow joining me here in studio today our buddy Mike Clemens and, um, you know, obviously the Rams coming up on Monday night. Packers don't play until then. Uh, so they get that a little extra day, so to speak, uh, to be able to come off of the bye week, rest up a little bit. But Sean McVay, a little success with Baker Mayfield. So they're coming off of that big Thursday night win. I thought that Thursday night game was like a movie. Really. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a return of the Titans kind of thing. I mean, for Baker, May- Baker Mayfield to come in the way he did, on Tuesday and have one practice with just about 20 or 30 snaps at the most. And, you know, the ups and downs that that guy's gone through. And there was that draft class was three, four years ago. We're done a combine. There's Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. and there's Sam Dowell. And there's Josh Rosen. Who's talking about, yeah, if people pass on me, they're going to regret it. You know, very arrogant. And down there at the end is this, uh, kid who could throw the ball 75 yards in Josh Allen. Right. Who, to me, talked to be talked more like a Brett Favre team kind of guy. But McVay talked about the time that that 
Baker Mayfield was out in L.A. working out, getting ready for the combine, and it was time now to get on the plane and fly from L.A. to Indianapolis for the combine, and these two guys ended up talking football the whole flight. You know, it was... We obviously weren't in the quarterback market. He was training out here. Southwest flight, we got the early boarding. We sat right next to each other. It was the only direct flight from LAX to Indy. And, um, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, you could just see he's a guy. He's a man's man. He loves football. He's a great competitor. And, you know, we were just talking. We weren't in the mix to even have a chance of getting him. We had just come off losing, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. And, you know, Jared was doing a great job for us. So, um, that was kind of the extent of it. And then we've seen each other in passing, and I've always been a fan of his. I talked to him a little bit before we played Carolina this year when he had the ankle injury. But you know what? I think I ended up uh, seeing him right there, and I said, I'm going to prevent you from having to talk to somebody. It was probably uh, – I, I ended up sitting next to him. He was probably rolling his eyes. I, I had about 30 minutes where I kind of let him have his quiet time, and I said, all right, let's talk some ball, man. So it was fun. The uh, the discussion obviously has led to this, to where they kind of worked well together, at least for one game. Right. I just don't know if Baker Mayfield has the consistency to be able to do that on a, a you know, and, and to do anything to revive their because they're not going to the postseason, but to do anything to revive their season. But they're so fired you know, up. I mean, they here they go from a Super Bowl win, now they're down to three wins and losing six. Mm-hmm. And I still think that the Rams are going to come on Monday night and play for pride. I really do. And even though they lost Odell Beckham Jr. in the Super Bowl with an ACL and Cooper Cup, and now you got Stafford out for the rest of the season with that, you know, uh, spinal contusion, uh, Baker Mayfield comes in, lights that place up. And then in the locker room, that they were so excited, and 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 Sean McVay is is such an uh, electric guy as a coach. He gives one game ball to the defensive coach for that, and then he turns around. And gives one to Baker Mayfield. And Baker, he says, break them down. And Mayfield says to his teammates, it's good to be home. Yeah. I mean, it's like, maybe this is my shot. Right. Maybe Stafford moves on. I want to be your quarterback. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Pretty cool. It, it's a neat story. That'll be up to Green Bay. To, to spoil the story. Totally mess right. that up. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget the Lions have their draft pick, too. That, too. So, you know, boy, not doing any favors in the division. That's for damn sure. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you, Bringing some food. So we got a little bit, a bit of a meeting to go to now. So uh, Mike and I are going to take off and do our thing. And uh, it comes as, uh, brings us to the end of the end of the day today. So we certainly appreciate you being here as well over on the Bud Light live stream, listening all throughout the great state and the network and all of you on the app as well. Don't forget, you can always find the program over on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and on Google Podcasts track us down there as well we will talk again tomorrow we're going to talk some pro football focus wayne larry the voice of the packers and a whole lot more until we talk again time for us to go have a going the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe